1: Hello Turcaholics and welcome back to Football a la Turca for match day 28 of the 2019-2020 Super League season. We are a little late this week, um, unfortunately I had a bit of a, a mishap with my laptop where apparently a little culprit of uh, inside the house uh, you know, spilled some water on the keyboard. So I had to dry it out for a couple of days, but uh, no worries, I got my... Uh, I, I just hooked everything up on my desktop, and uh, everything's going fine now. Uh, but also, it's been incredibly weak, you know, warm this week. It's been a scorcher, I'm sure I don't have to tell you. I'm joined right now by uh, Jakub Marofol and Umut Nadiri uh, No Burak Sezgin or Zer Dinger? Uh, maybe we'll have a pop-in from Burak like we did at, uh, last week. I don't know, but um, yeah, for now it's just the three of us. My name, of course, being Khan so So uh, Umut and uh, Jakub have you guys been uh, struggling under this uh, current climate? Of course, um, you're in Turkey, so you're used to a little bit more, I assume. But what about yeah. you, Jakub? How's the Dutch weather treating you? It's
0: absolutely horrible. It's it's too warm. It's sticky. Um, we we live on the fourth floor, so uh, we, we're at the top of the building. So the the sun the sun comes up we're at uh, you know um, in position of my window. So it starts beaming into the window at like 5 in the morning and keeps going till like 3 in the afternoon. So my room gets unbelievably hot. The the the whole house gets unbelievably hot. Um I bought like a bag of ice from from the store and I'm just using that to cool myself off like every every hour or so with a drink <laughs> because uh, you know otherwise I can just I I wake up with like sweat on my head and everywhere. So it's, yeah. it's unbelievably horrible.
1: Yeah, yeah, I have a, I have a, like a one and a half liter bottle of uh, Tupperware bottle which I fall, fill with water. I put it in the freezer for like an hour, one and a half hour or something, sometimes two hours, and then I just drink the ice water, which is just, you know, that makes things uh, more bearable. And I'll, of course, I'm sitting here behind my desktop right now with a little USB fan that I got for my birthday a couple of years ago from my uh, sister and brother-in-law. One of the best gifts I've ever received. I was so happy with it. It's like a, a little, you know, every everyone who goes on holiday in Turkey knows those little fans. And it's like a little one you can plug into your computer it's awesome um, so if you maybe i don't know if the microphone is picking it up i don't think it is but if you are getting a little bit of feedback that might be that but uh well i'm sorry that's the sacrifice you'll have to uh, make if you want to listen to football al Turka this week um but yeah Umut, what's the weather like in turkey right now uh how are you uh, coping
2: well it's kind of like uh different every day because like uh, yesterday was raining heavily during the day and then uh, when it comes to uh, afternoon and evening it got a little bit uh, warmer and warmer and you'll have to just sleep all your windows open otherwise uh, you're just gonna sweat like uh, you know sujuk. <laughs> in, as they say in turkey
1: do you like, do you have uh like uh, anti fly slash mosquito uh with yeah, yeah like in the windows your, like they're okay. all you know
2: they're all you know what they call it uh you yeah. know they're all sealed with these hmm. you know
1: uh yeah that's good it's good. yeah you what n- they called i stuff. don't know net net yeah, kind yeah, of thing yeah, yeah. you need I that kind me. of stuff man how about you Jakob do you guys have that or or just the, the flies? Uh, running rampant in your house right now.
0: I mean, uh, we we we open the windows, so they do come in. We don't have anything like nest, but we have like um, like shades and uh, um, you know things that can help, but it it honestly just doesn't help at all. Um, <laughs> if, if you don't open the window, you just get get boiled. and if you open the window, you get eaten eaten by all the flies. so I choose to get eaten by the flies. As long as I'm not like too hot. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Good thing that my parents-in-law have a have a pool standing outside right now. It's it's nothing too super fancy. It's just one of those things that you you know, like the plastic stuff that you put up with the legs and stuff. But we can go for a dip when it's a little bit too warm and cool down a little bit. That's good. Um, yeah. Anyway, love to talk about the uh, the weather. We're here to talk about some football. We're gonna keep it a little brief as again this week, uh, due to of course the heat. We don't want to be stuck. Uh, to our chairs for too long. Otherwise, we may uh, become an amalgamation and just melt and uh, never be able to get off it again. Um, but let's uh, talk some Turkish Super League football and some developments at the top this week, uh, with Trabzonspor dropping to important points. here winning away at Ankara Gdude despite going a goal down. Um, I, I think that match looked... Pretty even at the beginning. think Goudjou even had a goal this allowed. Could have been 2-0, but I think it was Ricardo Fatih who was like an arms-length uh, offside and a little bit of his of his torso as well. Otherwise, of course, it wouldn't have been Wasn't it Pazdan? <clears throat> might have been Pazdan who was offside. I'm not sure which of the two, but I think it was Fatih who scored the header. Um... But regardless, so that, that goal got disallowed, so Bashak here managed to turn things around. Of course, with Idim Visha being the instigator in that. Uh, Bashak here with that win, uh, remaining top of the table. Trabzonspor could not keep up with them because they did drop two precious points this week. And, and Jakub tells us a little bit more about um, the, the points, the point loss, and also the fallout after the match, which I think were one of the headlines coming out of this weekend, really.
0: Well, you know, the, the the pressure is building on Tropson Sport, The pressure is building on footballers and, uh, and and and you know the whole city. So um, this this this Alliance Sport game was probably one of the one of the bigger games that I was afraid of because um, you know you're, you're playing against an Alliance away. Uh, you're you're playing against an, a team that's uh, that is led by Erbolut, and it was it was um, clear from the beginning that they were just going to defend their asses off. And we just had to have uh, had to have the luck, or uh, had to have the patience, to, uh, to to to undo that defense and go ahead and score. And um, you know, with, I, I think we started okay. Um, the first goal was was a pretty lucky one. Uh, a defender of uh, a defender of uh, Alanya just made a mistake. I'm, I'm I'm forgetting the name right now. And um, he, he tried the back pass, and the pass was just or was just way too slow. And uh, Serlo took the ball and. I went to the box crossed it to ap who got his goal and um, that's pretty much it what he did in my opinion Ramir has been uh, has been playing really subpar for a little while now um, these are the times that we really need him to you know um, pull his weight because we're we, we are trying to play uh, for the championship and uh, it's, it's, every, every player counts. And, uh, has been a pivotal player in the, in the squad for a couple of years now. And we just need him to get back to his old self. Um, then, um, you know, Alliance Sport came back, uh, right, right before the, right before the half ended. And I, you know, I, I saw the doom stock, like, the, the, the doom's clock just going off in my head. And I'm, I was thinking, okay, this is just like a repeat of, um, that uh, 94 95 season when uh, when when uh, Aykut did his thing when we were one one nil up and we lost the game 2-1. Um, we we quickly recovered uh, the second half. Uh, you know Filip Novak scored uh, the the man that is just shrouded in transfer transfer news at the moment. It seems that pretty much every every week Fanerbače has been uh, offering him a new contract and every week he has been accepting it from. From what Turkish sources are saying, so you know that's playing a, that's playing a role in um, in, in in Trabzon a, a lot at the moment. Everyone's is really uh, annoyed by it and uh, anxious to see what happens. Um, but you could see that um, the moment we went two one on to and to and two one up, uh, the team just reverted back to the old Trabzon sport. The Trabzon sport that uh, you know, the moment they went they went up, they just defend really really subpar and uh, try to keep on for the try to keep on for the lead you know and that just was not going to happen you know uh Bacasetas has been has been um has been dangerous the whole game he had like a pretty good shot from like 30 meters that's um that just blasted right onto erje and um Ej did show that he's such a good keeper. You know, we're we're, we're lucky with keepers. With Urjan going out uh, having a little bit of an injury, but uh, he's training with the team, so it's probably going to be okay next week. And um, you can you can just feel it. You know, you can just taste it in the air. You can just sense it in the air that um, you know Alanya Sport was going to um, you know equalize. It was it was kind of like that Euro 2008 when you were watching Turkey and you were just like, nah, it doesn't matter if we're like four nil down and it's the 19th minute we'll just equalize we will just score like four goals in two minutes it really felt like that um so you know Bacasetas with a shot from distance getting uh, getting getting away from ndia and scoring it and the, the crowd pretty much just went crazy you know all the board members and all the you know all the staff and everything and um yeah the game the game ended two two and um then it, it it just went down you know um, depending on who you want to believe or which side you take, there there are separate um, there are separate reasons and separate uh, accusations that people are throwing out there. Um, the troubles for President Ahmed Aul All, all of which uh,
1: are pretty childish if you <laughs> if you think yeah, about it. Yeah, it, really. it it doesn't matter what
0: uh, you know what the reason is. It doesn't matter who, who who was in the wrong or who was in the right. It was just so unbelievable, child childish. You
1: know, yeah, from all sides, really
0: yeah and though the word is that um you know there was some stuff that that was said from the online sports side the the the club president is uh is the is the little brother of the current minister of foreign affairs so it was said that he was threatening threatening uh all with his number that he was going to call him and you know do stuff and there was just like a whole it just blew off, you know. It just it, it was it was just like a bomb that went off. They they went on the pitch. Arlo went on the pitch, did something. He was accused of being, um, being drunk. He before he took before he went on the plane, he took a breathalyzer test, and it showed him being you know alcohol free. And it just reminded me why I just have like a love-hate relationship with the Turkish league. It's just it. it yeah. sometimes it sometimes sounds like it's it's like you know, you know the whole season has been written by, uh, by Vince Russo or something. You know it, it <laughs> plot twist everywhere, like stupid yeah. shit, everything happening everywhere. Yeah,
1: Jerry Springer, the Jerry Springer League of Football, the Wild Wild West, or whatever you want to call yeah. it. this type of stuff. It, I mean, it, well, maybe it happens in Greece and stuff and countries like that, but you don't you don't hear. St- Stories like this too often in uh, the, the Western European leagues. Um, yeah, this is kind of crazy, but yeah. uh, it's understandable, of course. Emotions flare high. Um, it, this was an important, a difficult away game for Trabzonspor. and Let's not forget it. it's a, it's Alanya Spor are in the top seven, are currently in sixth place. Uh, they've been good all season. They they they are a tough nut to crack and um i, I maybe travels for a little bit unfortunate that they got them on week 2 since the restart and not on week 1 i think Alania Sport last week maybe um getting out of the the gates a little slowly but now they found their groove again and we've i think we've said this before we've praised their squad before they have a really good quality team man. they have so many good players in every line um yeah they're they're just a really good uh, in terms of individual quality really good side um, and it's, it's two expensive points for Trabzonspor, but no man overboard. Of course, next week with Shakshi we'll take on Galt Sarai. That will be Gala's last chance at, uh, I think at least, their last opportunity to get back into the title race after dropping points again this week. And let's go over to that then. Galt Sarai actually drawing at home 3 3 against Gaziantep. Uh, this was also a crazy match with a lot of fallout after the final whistle, uh, especially uh, in the end there, where Gaziantep had a goal disallowed uh, for uh, a push uh, on the other end of the pitch. And then um, it, it almost like it was a makeup call by the referee for disallowing the, for disallowing the, the, the goal. He, he seemed to be looking for a, for a way to get Gaziantep that goal in the final seconds, um, and uh, he uh, awarded a penalty, which was definitely a penalty, but it was more talk about what happened beforehand. He gave an indirect free kick in the box for uh, goalkeeper Okan Kociuk, uh handling the ball for more than six seconds, and I think he ended up holding it for 18 seconds. But I have to admit, when I was watching, I had no clue what had, what was going on. I was like, why Why is he giving an indirect free kick? What happened? Was there a back pass that I missed or something? Um, and it only dawned on me after the match that it was actually because of, you know, the, the, the handling of the ball for six-second rule. And I'm sure Umud is going to have a lot to say about this. Uh, and it's a shame Burak isn't here to uh, call out for consistency. Because, of course, goalkeepers handling the ball for more than six seconds is something we see constantly. Uh, but Umut, I'm going to give you the floor here. Let's get everything off your chest for the time being.
2: Yeah, uh, first of all, first to correct your uh, call about the 18 seconds thing. It wasn't 18 seconds, it was just a Twitter myth. Uh, it just uh, occurred to hold. Uh, 12 seconds uh, as far as I'm concerned I counted it from the replay uh, and just uh, on the moment uh, Okan Kojuk takes the control of the ball that handles it and uh, until the uh, kick or until the whistle referee uh, called it uh, it was just uh, 12 seconds passed and I don't know uh, if those are called during the day, but I think referee just uh, looked uh, elsewhere to find out any, uh, you know, violation to be rewarded for Gaziantep uh, in that manner because he was just looking for it, and he just
1: saw an opportunity that uh, violation happened. And yeah, maybe he felt really sorry he had to disallow that amazing goal by Yeah, Kaoli. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, I, I think he just went under the... Uh, uh, you know... Uh, he just... He couldn't think quite right in that uh, time sequence because he, he just uh, left his mind on that posi- position, particular one, and yeah. he... He couldn't continue afterwards, and he needed to
1: reward uh, something. What did you think of the referee before that? Was he okay in the, before Yeah, Yeah, he,
2: he was okay. He was just doing fine. Uh, you know, there are several de- decisions uh, which might can be argued, but, you know, the, in all the games, uh, there will be uh, decisions like this. You know, you can't just, you know get over it. Uh, It's Super League, you know. Uh, Every game is a different, you know, argument, different stage. So, uh, during the game, Galatasaray started the game really bad, you know. Uh, They weren't in a shape uh, and the defensive behavior was, you know, just too bad. It was like abysmal. And the guy who scored the first goal, the Woji uh, is the yeah. second
1: guy on the headers of goals yeah, in the he's league really good. after but Sir Lot? I think he used you to know. play for Chelsea, didn't he? I don't know about that, but uh, uh, from seen. the
2: statistics, he's the second guy
1: from the header goals
2: after mm. Sir Lott, and this tells you how
1: much and yeah. uh, tells he's a you much. Quality defender as well. I mean, uh, I think he used to play. For, I think he might have been one of those frequently low now Chelsea players but I might be mistaken but he definitely came from the Premier League from some clubs mm,
2: Yeah and he's a good left foot as well and I know he's quite talented uh, on his part of the game and you know uh, if you face against a player who's uh, capable of uh, winning the headers and scoring them you have to just tactically uh, build up a strategy to defense him during the set piece but I think Fatim lacked that kind of attitude uh, attitudes during the game. Uh, you were like unprepared of such stuff. Uh, but uh, you know, before it's too late start equalized and got in front too quickly uh, with Falcao and who was the second goal? Uh, was it Omiyakuru. Oh no! It was Feguli. Belhanda, I think. Oh, Faguli, yeah, Belhanda,
1: Belhanda, and the third was Faguli.
2: Yeah. So Belhanda scored his beautiful goal of just you know passing and dribbling two uh, Gazanta players, just you know,
1: Mm -hmm. uh, uh, saving the ball from them and just uh, an individual goal that we don't see very frequently from him.
2: Yeah, yeah, and series pass is quite good as well. But then uh, Belhanda did his thing and just you know. Uh, put um into a fire there just misplacing a pass uh, back pass and a tried to run and catch the ball but he was too slow you know because he's too fat uh, and he couldn't reach it and the opposition uh, striker just uh, you know get a hold of it and the last man tackle uh, gave away a red card to acheluk uh, because of Belhandel's missed pass, uh, Galsai uh, had to continue 10 men uh, for the rest of the game, uh, which is not good during the current time. You, you know, it can be compensated by the five uh, substitution rule, but you know, it's still uh, hard to play with 10 men uh, for the rest of the game. It's like, uh, you know, he. Yeah, got it came rage. early as well, 55 minutes. Yeah, 55 minutes. So it's
1: almost an entire
2: half with 10 men. Yeah, uh, and also the thing is, I have no other defenders left. You know, uh, Arme Chilic was the only other choice, uh, alternative for the substitute bench, and he's also...
1: Yeah, uh, but Mark injured, Luin Dama was already injured. Donk um, is...
2: Suspended for the game. Uh, is, is he
1: suspended for the next match?
2: Uh, I'm not sure about it. I have to look for it. But uh, the thing is, What's uh, the yellow
1: card suspension? Also,
2: we had only one uh, defender left on the bench, who was only 18 year old. I mean, mm. Byram and uh, Faten didn't give him a chance. Uh, of course, you know he's mm. correct. It was a hard game and. You can't rely on a 18 year old uh, youngster for these hard games. Unless you have to.
1: Look at besiktas they're doing it. <laughs>
2: yeah, you know, in such circumstances, you have to, you know, just uh, trust those young guys. Uh, I knew uh, a long time ago, Gasai was in the Champions League quarterfinal against Hamburg uh, back in 2009, and Bülent Korkmaz was the manager, and he didn't trust Semih Kaya, who was at the bench, and he mm-hmm. just put Heracule to center back, Mm. uh, which is very, you know, abysmal, uh, very awkward, uh, uh, and we lost that game. Uh, But, you know, in these games, you may give your chance to your youngster, but I don't know. Mm -hmm. Fatirim is experienced, and we have to just uh, go over by his choice. uh, let's, let's so, talk
1: a little bit about that uh, the, what the big what the, the big talking point was coming out of this match which was first and foremost uh, this loud goal I think there's no uh, there's you cannot argue there's a definite push that's a clear fall um what I yes. what I, I I haven't looked back at it in, in, uh, well enough to see did um did Okan because Okan made a really good save on a shot from I think Tomasi yeah did that save come before the fall or after the fall because well, the, uh we are talking about the continuity here yeah yeah we're you know so there's the push from um i don't know who, who, who, who the fall uh, i think always always made the push he fought he, well he pushed uh one of Gal's players over on the left wing um, Trying to remember which player it He's was. Jimmy Dumas. Ah, uh, Jimmy Dumas. He pushed him. He gave him like a push in his back to get the ball. He wins the ball, uh, and then they play forward. They attack, and I don't recall whether first Okan makes the save on on the shot from Tuwasi, resulting out of that uh, recuperation of the ball, or well, uh, or does I have the recuper- highlight in front of me and it says that like
2: mm. ninety-two thirty-five is the uh, chronometer. Uh, point at the push happens. Yeah, yeah. Nice.
1: Uh, Jimmy Durmaz
2: uh, gets underground and Gaziantep's poor, Gaziantep uh, Gazishehir yeah. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. Gaz- uh, Starts their attack uh, yeah. and on the ball. And after that it's like uh, half a minute uh, mm. goes on until the shot by Tumasi to be saved by Okan. And just after uh, the save uh,
1: Gaziantep just founds a cross to score a overhead kick by but yeah yeah, yeah. so so the so the, so the save from okan happens after the fall yeah isn't that then for me I interpret that as for a brief second there the the possession of the ball is changed to to because he makes a save he touches the ball shouldn't that technically start a new phase then? I uh, by the position of the ball, uh, as far as
2: I'll be talking. Uh, the thing is, uh, we don't actually have the position of the ball because the save actually goes to mm. uh, Gaziantep's for back, and yeah. they cross and score.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's so true. The, I understand that, but there's a there's a foot in between there. If we if we look at, for example, the rule of the the offside, the new offside rule, where if a defender deliberately Uh, deviates the ball into the path of a player who is offside, the offside is lifted, you know? Yeah, but
2: uh, when you just hit uh, uh, to the goal and goalkeeper saves it, the offside player just hits the rebound, he's still offside, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So uh, it doesn't uh, particularly mean uh, the position has been changed between the teams
1: yeah I, I think i mean it was a definite fall you can't argue that but i just feel like it's a little well you know, th- th- there's a lot of time going over it like like you said it's like half a minute thirty or more. Seconds, yeah yeah 30 seconds, um, yeah it's it's it's, it's, too it's much it's, it's it's i think there should be going forward i think fifa uh need to look at that and should have to... a
2: time limit, yeah. Yeah, they, they should have like a
1: time limit restrain
2: like... the uh idea of it. I, I think
1: thirty seconds is still acceptable. But what if for example if you're playing against Barcelona for example and they win the ball um if they win the ball like like ninety seconds ago and they keep the ball in the team that entire ninety seconds and then they score a goal.
2: Yeah like yeah, yeah you know you know And think about it, in the uh, leagues like Premier League, uh, in 30 seconds the ball may change possession like in three times in a minute or in 30 seconds, you know, the the league is so fast paced and uh, players act fast as well and uh, the ball can change uh, between the teams, so uh, yeah, the rule is quite, you know, uh, ambiguous. Uh, it lacks some, you know... Ambiguous. Uh, yeah, it is ambiguous, you know. So, it's vogue. So, you know, we have to interpret it right and uh, FIFA should
1: also also uh,
2: yeah no, I mean this is this decide. is normal
1: look uh VAR is new and I think they need to make constant And also I have to year.
2: say I have to say uh, when we go to the uh, previous week uh, the offside rule the the continuity during the offside uh by the linesman doesn't you know raise his flag until the goal has been scored or the uh, position is finalized finished, yeah. or finished so it resulted uh, uh, Muslera's injury afterwards and the mm-hmm this rule as well uh, similar to
1: the one we
2: talked about it, right now yeah.
1: if it's if it's blatantly obvious they should ju- yeah but I, I think the problem is that if you do that then you're going to get a lot of controversy because then there's gonna be yeah. referees who's go- who are going to flag too quickly I think that that rule it should be really blatant I think Let's yeah, it, it was quite way. unlucky and maybe, how let's say, we let's, got let's, out. Yeah, but let's say there's like a player that's like two meters offside. It's super blatant, but there was like a defensive foot in between it. So it lifts yeah. the offside according to their new stupid rule. The, and the rev, rev then lifts his flag. That takes away, according yeah. to the rules, a, a clear I mean, that, that, that would rob the attacking team of, of, a, of a lawful chance, uh, according to the new rules, whether we agree with them or not. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, then let's talk about that penalty position. That was, I think, clear. The penalty itself was clear. What What do you think about the whole uh, six second handling thing? Uh, do you? I I did not have the feeling that Okan was yeah del- wasting too much the... time. I've seen a lot worse, like from from Muslera, for example. I, I've seen yeah, him... yeah. Moslera yeah. always does it. He's yeah.
2: I don't know. If he's do- doing it intentionally or just habit, you know? Because. Uh, I remember me and my dad during the games like shouting at Mustera to be, you know, rush because he's getting angry during the games. we were losing and Mustera still is thinking about like uh, having the uh, you know uh, goal kick. Yeah, but, taken, but
1: goalkeepers you know? do it all the time, especially when their team is in the lead late in the match. Yeah, they'll he, they'll Mustera make a doesn't save and up, then they lay on the know, ground for he, twenty seconds. His,
2: this is, he, he takes too much uh, deciding where to kick it, you know, mm. uh, during the handling phase or during the goal kicks. It, it's all same. Uh, it's it's a keeper habit, you know. Uh, you can't change it. And yeah. but I don't know if uh, Okan Kocuk done it deliberately because in the penalty area there's one player injured. God's right player. I think it's Sarachi uh, So he is looking at it, at him, and he don't know what to do during the time because. He's unsure if he should kick it on the out of bounds to, you know, uh, request a substitution. I don't know. If we have any more substitutions left during the time, but you know, that's mm. the thing. He, he was quite unsure how to use the ball
1: at the time. Yeah. Well, let's ask Jakub. Jakub, what did you think of the of what what the position was? Did you think Okan was handling the ball for way too long? Did it did it occur to you that oh, he's he's wasting time because I was watching, and I, I didn't really have that notion.
0: Well, um, you know, as as a guy that has Urjan in goal, and Urjan is pretty much hated by every big uh, big Istanbul team because he's the one that uh, takes his time every time he stands up. Um, I think that stuff like that is just—it's—it's—it's it's, it's just you know, it's—it's it's one of those rules that is just really not uh, enforceable. It, Unless it's really, uh, you know, blatant, um, because um, the rule states that the six out, the six seconds are only to be counted after the goalkeeper is fully in control of the ball. <clears throat> Sorry, and uh, the thing that all that's always so weird with these uh, with these rules is that it's open for interpretation. You know, what is what is the goalkeeper having fully control of the ball? Um, they they they say that it's when when when the keeper get, gathers himself, gets up and begins to look for teammates. But we all had those keepers that was just laying on the ground for like six seconds before they before they come up.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. like I um, said, Muslera does that a lot. Like just lay and hold <clears throat> it, and it's like oh, it like hold, like he's holding a baby almost. You know, like oh, I'm, I'm yeah, so happy on, I've got it.
0: Honor used to do that too a lot. But yeah, you know, it's I
1: mean, it's golden,
0: uh, it's, yeah. it's uh, I, I think that the issue that Godstride fans and, you know, the Godstride have about consistency, it's just so difficult to enforce this on a, on a normal rule. Um, I, I, I watched Urjan play against, uh, uh, against Alanya and he pretty much, you know, stayed down for eight, nine seconds also. And, you know, I, I, I have, a, I, I know that the only, they only enforce it when the, in the last couple of seconds, couple of minutes of the game, because, uh, those are the moments. Um, you know it's it's it's it's once again a thing that is just going to be blown out of proportion just for no reason in my opinion but i think that Costarell yeah. I mean, are right about it, if it up. doesn't
1: lead to a goal it's probably quickly forgotten but it obviously does yeah. lead to a goal um but again i mean i can i can't recall the last time i saw a referee give an un- indirect free kick for a goalkeeper handling the ball too that, was, I mean, that was that wasn't a god's right match
2: back in 2009 uh, yeah sport. That's ridiculous, this was a decade
1: ago.
2: Yeah, yeah, I was in the game and Petkovic was the goalkeeper, old Trabzonspor keeper. Mm -hmm. Uh, Great keeper. Yeah, (laughs) so he held the ball like 15 (laughs) seconds or something. But it was, you know, it was blatant. In this uh, game, Okan doesn't seem blatant. And during the game, we we didn't even see it because uh, there was a replay going on during the time. And we didn't see the actual live footage. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, we can only see from the replays uh, how Okan held it. But uh, during the time when Petkovic held it, it was like, looked uh, really deliberate. He just faked it once and twice and he didn't kick it. And afterwards, it was li- a little bit too late. And the referee just gave it away. And Galshye scored from the
1: that spot kick. Uh, Harry Kewell. Yeah, uh, well, you know... Um... It's, it's one of those things where you just wonder, what, uh, you, you, you you would really just like to hear the referees' explanation. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, we've, we've talked about it before where in, in the Netherlands they do that, like they give explanation on VAR decisions and stuff like that. And I just really love to hear, like I remember back in the early 2000s, uh, they used to interview the referees after the match. It's a shame they don't do that anymore. I'd love to hear the referees, just uh, you know, his his his, his logic <laughs> there. Um, do it, they
2: still put these videos of the VAR decisions uh, talks during in the uh, Netherlands.
1: Uh, I think they uh, have one position they do each week, but obviously the, the, the Dutch league is uh, postponed for the moment. But I think they yeah. they do one position every week or something like that. Yeah. The the most uh, taught position, like the most. Uh, you know, yeah, mainly, I won. think. Not always, but I think, but mainly they do do that, I think. Anyway, let's move over uh, to uh, quickly to the, the Besiktas game. They uh, came out of uh, the, the break, so to speak, last week with a loss at home against informant Antalya Spor, but they rebounded this week with an emphatic 1-5 away win against Inizli Spore. Spor. Uh, pretty straightforward, Burak Yilmaz with, I believe, two assists and a goal here. Uh, Adam Leich with a very nice strike as well. He was in form again, uh, played well last week as well, despite uh, the losing effort on his team's side. Uh, but Adam Leic will not be in the squad for um, tomorrow's match, and probably when you're listening to this, today's match against Konyaspor at Vodafone Park. Leic is one of two players ...who are who probably are suffering currently from COVID. There's two... Uh, ...Bestesh made an announcement today. Two of their players have tested positive. The names have not been revealed... ...but it is rumored to be Adem Leic and Umut Nair... Uh, but uh, yeah, we don't know for sure, obviously. Uh, so big win for Besiktas. Besiktas again starting with the 19-year-old goalkeeper Ersin Destanol in goal, who unfortunately for him could not keep a clean sheet. And on the left back, uh, Ridvan Yilmaz, uh, also 19-year-old uh, youth player, academy player, was uh, starting for the Black Eagles. So big win for them. That brings them back in the race. For a European ticket. Uh, they were still in pole position. But, despite l- but the loss last week did. Um, yeah. Make their lead on Fenerbahce. And Alanya Sport a little bit smaller. But of course Alanya Sport losing points. This week. Uh, with their 2-2 draw against Trabzonspor, So Bicitech gained another 2 points on them now. After uh, yeah, losing some ground last week. And Fenerbahce who had uh, won last week. Um, now lose 2-0 against um they won last week right just r- trying to recall yeah they did um, win. yeah but I, uh sorry
0: i thought they drew but you know i i tend to be wrong
1: yeah i think they won yeah they won week. against kaiser they won, they they won, won against yeah, kaiser
0: yeah. they lost against us and then they were wo- uh, then they lost against custom Ka- pasha
1: yeah uh and uh, yeah, yeah yeah and then they lost against custom pasha like you said two nil against Kasim pasha uh, Fenerbahce losing, and with that, I think, you know, six games to go, um, Max Kruse is gone. He's uh, terminated his contract with Fenerbahce for, I, I believe, similar reasons uh, as Lois Karius, uh, unpaid wages. So that's one of their key players gone, of course. Uh, I don't know, I don't think we spoke about it last week. I don't think it happened already last week. I don't recall exactly, but uh, Max Kruse is gone. Um, yeah, so Fenerbahce losing, and with that... We still have to wait and see what happens with and Sport's European uh, situation, but it, it does seem like Fenerbahce are kind of uh, sl- yeah not throwing in the towel yet, but they're not in a good position right now. They're in definitely in a precarious situation. Um, let's uh, move forward then, a little bit more focused on uh, Siva Sport, who also dropped points. So, in the top seven, uh, which are all the teams that are still competing for European tickets. Only Bishakshi here and uh, Bishiktesh managed to win. Uh, obviously, Alanya, Trabzon ending in a draw. Konya uh, held Sivaspor to a draw, so Sivaspor with that uh, loss of points uh, don't uh, make, yeah, don't, aren't getting any closer to the leaders. Uh, they are not gaining any ground on Trabzonspor. Neither are Galtrai. Obviously, after their 2 three, 3 draw. So for for Trabzonspor, there's really no man overboard. Just none of their. Direct competition that are currently behind and that are getting closer. It's just so that Bashakshir now have taken a two-point lead on them But of course Trabzonspor still play Bashakshir and also next week Bashakshir will play Galatasaray. So uh, for one week only I think many Trabzonspor fans will be uh, Supporting for Galatasaray, or at least on hoping on a draw or something like that uh, So Siva Sport dropping two precious points uh, as well in their bid for the title um, further down uh, we have Kayserispor booking a first win uh against Genchlerlerly there well not, not first win of the season but a win in a while and that brings them uh, i think they hop over or are on level points now with Ankara uh I hate- have to refer to Jakub for the standings a little little bit, but that's a big win for Kayseri Sport that does keep them alive for the time being, six games to go, they can still mathematically get out of that relegation zone. Malatya Sport as well, one of those teams who have been in terrible form for the entirety of 2020, they get a win against Gustepe 2-1, Gustepe who seemingly have uh, perhaps given up a little bit on the season. They are safe from relegation, but they don't really have a Charlotte European ticket. Um, they had a, a nice little run there after the opening of their stadium, but it seems like their their flame is, is, is faltering a little bit. And then finally, Antalya Sport, really the team in form right now. They get another big win with a 3-1 over chaikurizis sport and I think that extends their unbeaten run to 10 matches this season. Um... Guys, any of this you want to pick in on, or shall we go over to the standings and the fixture for next week?
0: Well, the one thing that I wanted to talk about uh, briefly is that um, this season the only player, the only Turkish player that has scored more than ten goals is once again Burak Hilmaz. The second, the second Turkish player is uh, Serdar Güler with six, and it's just unbelievable how he is, has pretty much uh, been able to score like ten at least 10 goals for a season since 2010-2011 and um, you know even though he's he, he's a little bit uh you know up there with his age he's just still you know I hate him I hate him with pretty much everything in my heart <laughs> but he's he, you know he's he's so viable and it's uh it's it's so it's so good to see that uh, you have turkish players that can keep playing uh, you know on those uh, on those levels at at a high age
1: Yeah, and this wasn't even a good season for him, really, because he's been plagued with that injury from the beginning. Well, really, the injury he picked up at the end of last season, I think. He didn't have surgery at the end of last season um, because he wanted to play those uh, qualifiers uh, for for Turkey. So he waited uh, with the surgery, and then he got the surgery after that, and then uh, he missed uh, a large portion of Beştas' training camp, then re-aggravated his injury in the first friendly match I think then he missed a bunch of games at the beginning of the season it took him ages to build up some form but it maybe the corona break has done him good maybe that's given him th- those extra weeks to get back I as a Bistesh fan can only hope because we have him he's... for at least another season
0: yeah he's been eating that and uh, man at home and I just checked just to be sure <laughs> he, he has only one season where he didn't score 10, um, and that was after 10-11, so 2010-2011. It was 2015 and sixteen at, at at Galt's right, he only scored nine. Is that the Oh, this is the season where he played just only half the season, I think?
2: Yeah, yeah, he went to I, China. China, like, China yeah. Like, uh, yeah,
0: he went to Beijing. January. Yeah.
1: So that doesn't yeah. even count, that's nine goals in the first half of the season.
0: It's, yeah, he's great. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Such, such a good player.
1: Very consistent, natural born goal scorer. It's, it's a shame it came out so late in him. I think it, he didn't start, start scoring until he was like in his mid 20s, like 26 yeah, he's been or so. Yeah, he played
2: in the run position all the time. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Until he was the he,
1: he did show it. You know, it's early when he just arrived at Besiktas, I think he scored on his debut and he showed those instincts. And I don't really understand why nobody ever put him in a striker position. Uh,
2: because,
1: because John Tigana, yeah, but it wasn't just Tigana though. Because even, you know, afterwards when he went to Eskişehir and such and Manisa, they still kept playing him as a winger. Even in the beginning at Trabzon, at Fenerbahce they played him as a winger. You know, he scored that. Uh, he played for Fenerbahce briefly then he went to F- Trabzonspor and I think when he played for Trabzonspor when he scored that equalizer or that goal in Kadiköy that ended up costing uh, Fenerbahce the title against Bursaspor. you know that was like a, a cross or something I seem to recall yeah, it, right. was a, yeah. it was a really, weird goal. <laughs> yeah, was a really
0: see, weird goal
1: I think even then he was playing on the wing uh, so yeah. yeah I mean it and wasn't really season until... afterwards,
2: like when uh, I think Şenol Güneş. Was uh, without a striker, and he put him there. Like, and yeah. after he was just paired with Umut Pulut at the time.
1: We we could call it the brilliance of Cinar Gunish but it probably was just a lucky accident, as it's so often yeah, is in Turkish football.
2: But, but uh, he's consistent on them. He uh, tends to shine the strikers. He
1: uh, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. has he has a great His track record. Uh, Burak Şota, uh, Fernando, Fatih Tekke. Yeah. Uh, who else? Cenk. Uh, yeah, Jank. Mario yeah, Gomez. Should, should uh, we say Mario? I don't think we, that's fair to to call Mario Gomez because he would have probably scored <laughs> for anyone. But uh, yeah, you know, he's definitely uh, shined up a, a few turds. Um, although to be fair, I think the only turd in that list is Fernandão. <laughs> well, even was he uh, there during the time of you know, Cedric Bacambu uh, yeah, I think he yeah, was, like he was quite at good at least as well. one season. But Bakambu was a winger, though, right? I mean, he was playing he more...
2: striker as well.
1: Yeah, I think when he went to Villarreal, they played the more... I remember Bakambu just... He was really... Like Burak, he was super good at getting into scoring positions. But I remember watching like one match where he missed like four yeah. 100% chances or something. And for me, that was just like, oh my god, this guy sucks. And then he went to Villarreal and he did amazing, obviously. Um yeah, great player. I mean, I'd love to have him at Beşiktaş. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's let's move over to uh, the standings quickly. Uh, Jakub, can you quickly give us uh, the top seven, maybe, and then the bottom six or so? Yeah. So
0: at the top of the league, Başakşehir with fifty nine points. The second is Trabzonspor with fifty seven. Uh, third is Sivasspor with fifty three. Fourth is Gaztray with fifty one. Fifth is Beşiktaş with forty seven points. Uh, sixth is Alliance Spore with 44 points, and seventh is uh, Fenerbahce with 43 points. Um, at the relegation side, uh, 14th and 15th are Yeni Spore and Chaikuriz Spore, both at 28 points, but uh, different goal, uh, goal average, goal difference. 16th is Koyan with 27 points, Kaiser Spore is 17 with 25 points, and Ankara Yujis uh, is dead last with uh, 24 points. So uh, Kaiser and Ankara Yuju aren't equal at, uh, uh, when it comes to points.
1: Yeah, looks tough for Ankara. Yuju. I think they. I don't. I, I feel like in the second half of the season, what we've seen so far, they've played decent football, but they just aren't getting those results. Kayseri Spor uh, last week, of course, against Fenerbahce, uh, against ten men, they they dropped the ball, but they got their three points this week. Um, so they they still have a little bit of hope. Konya now tomorrow or by the time you're listening to this today, probably playing against Bishkek. Away they have the luck that uh, Adam Lajic, who just picked up some good farm, won't be there uh, for Besiktas, but We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Umut, can you just quickly run down the schedule for match day 29, please?
2: Well, yeah. Tomorrow, Beşiktaş are hosting Konya Spor in İstanbul and uh, in Saturday. On Saturday, Fenerbahçe are hosting Guinea Malatya and Trabzon Sport are hosting Ankara Gücü in Trabzon uh, as uh, Göstöv are hosting uh, Alanya Sport in İzmir. And coming to Sunday, uh, Sivas Spor will play Kaiser Sport in Sivas and Rizespor will play Deniz in Rize. And the uh, the big match is the Başakşehir versus Galatasaray in Başakşehir Stadium, uh, and the other game is uh, Gaziantepspor uh, versus Antalyaspor in Gaziantep, and the last game uh, is in the uh, in Monday, uh, Gençlerbirliği are hosting Kasımpaşa Pasha that ends the 29th fixture.
1: That's it for uh, Match Day 28 and the schedule for Match Day 29. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Football Al Turca. We'll be back next week, hopefully a little bit earlier than we were this week. I do apologize for that once again, uh, and let's just keep our fingers crossed that next week we won't be melting while we are recording. Thank you very much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe if you aren't already doing so. Maybe drop us. Uh, a a review on itunes if you wouldn't mind spending a couple of minutes of your time doing that that's always appreciated share with your friends and family that's also always appreciated but in uh yeah all. it's just very much uh, we love our uh, audience of course for listening uh check out um, check out patreon.com slash fault if you want to support us Uh, monthly uh, with a $3 donation per month. Uh, There are some bonuses attached to that, like bonus uh, episodes which we have been slacking on lately, we have to admit. Uh, But we will be picking up the pace on that very soon, I do promise you that. So if you want some more Football Aturka content, uh, monthly, uh, well, a couple of extra episodes per month. Then go over to Patreon.com/fault, and for just three dollars a month, you can support both the podcast and get some extra podcasts uh, on top of that as well. Anyway, for Umut Nadiri and Jakub Marafol and the absent Özerdinger and Burak Sezgin, I would very much like to thank you once again, and we'll see you again next week. Stay safe. Stay safe.